Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Who are these podcasts? They do a show about shows. It's hilarious. The show's hilarious. <laughs> it's showtime. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show that grows more powerful when you give in to your hate. I'm your host, Carl. With me, as always, is Jen from the Jingles Department. Hi. Welcome back, Jen. I'd like to remind our listeners, you can visit us at whoarethese.com. You can also uh, call the show now and leave us a voicemail, 585-612-1388. You can email the show, show at gmail.com. We're always looking for podcast suggestions. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes, but then in the comment section, shit all over us, and uh, we had someone take us up on that. <laughs> so this is uh, this one came in from Cub Fan Danny. Ah, Cub Fan Danny says, "You guys stink so bad that I had to give them five stars." Did I do this right? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Danny. I think you did it right. Good job. Ah. Today we'll be reviewing a podcast called "The Best Debate in the Universe." This is a long time in the making. It was a suggestion from a listener, Nick Cardendale, uh, back in October after we reviewed The Dick Show. So we reviewed The Dick Show. People wrote in and said, you should really go back to the biggest problem in the universe. And you should listen to the best debate in the universe. So I've done that. I went back and listened to every episode of The Biggest Problem in the Universe I feel that I'm ready now to listen to Maddox's show, The Best Debate in the Universe. Is this confusing? Kind of. Uh, because Maddox and Dick were on the show together, yes. doing the biggest problem in the universe. They broke off. Dick's doing the Dick show. Maddox is doing this. So the reason why I had you come on, Jen, I was going to do this one by myself. I was going to do a loner. Mm-hmm. But I thought it'd be good to get the perspective of someone who's not so heavily invested in this. I'm not invested in it Because anyway. I've spent <laughs> so many hours listening to this podcast. I thought it'd be good for you to come on and offer a perspective of someone who's just coming in cold and just listening to what Maddox has done. He's 106 episodes in at this point on the new podcast, The Best Debate in the Universe. We both listen to the show separately. We have not discussed it beforehand. So I do want to get right into it. I thought it was interesting to note that Maddox does this show that's all about debating. And the biggest problem in the universe was all about debating different problems. Now this is the best debate in the universe and they have a topic and then they, they debate. He has a very thin skin for a guy whose job on the internet is to debate things with people. This is right from the beginning of the show. Part of the reason I mentioned that you were uh, beautiful and lovely is because last week, that's how I introduced Lauren Francesca, our guest. Right. Uh, and she is beautiful and lovely. And I got this comment on YouTube. It's like, oh, Maddox, how come you're hitting on her so hard? Uh. And so <laughs> I was like, because I said two words at the top of a show, dipshit. That's how I hit on girls. Like, I, I say they're beautiful and lovely when I'm introducing them on a podcast. Yeah, real busted idiot. Anyway, Vin, welcome to the show. Before he even introduces his guest, Vin Clancy, 
he has to yell about a random YouTube comment. I know. That's insane. That's going to get him nowhere. That's going to get you nowhere. The fucking comments that come out on YouTube and Twitter, like, <laughs> you're going to fucking start addressing them each individually? Oh, my God. You would never have time to do a podcast. <laughs> Good luck with that. that. Good luck. All right, Jen, what did you think about this show, The Best Debate in the Universe? Um, You know, the show itself isn't terrible. Okay. The, the sound is good. Yep. My problem was more that they weren't listening to their guest at all. Like, anything that he said, I felt like they were not picking up what he was putting down. No, there was a lot of confusion. Now, I am going to be honest. I'm very confused about what marketing is. Okay. Because and so are all of them. It's a lot of different things, but... So, the, the real quick... This show is all about, is marketing evil? That was the debate there. Well, had. right. And so the debate was, is yes. it evil? Right. Vin tells you what marketing is. They never talk about marketing again. He keeps <laughs> trying to talk about he's it. He's trying to bring it back to them. Right, exactly. Right. Uh, do you have a clip that you want to play that uh, that sums this up? Um, Yes. One would be good. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, very cool. So you, you, you used FARC. Yeah. So, um... I may as well tell. So this goes in the unethical part. I had multiple FARC accounts all submitting articles from my website. And then like one in five or six would hit and then hundreds of people would hit the site. Wow. That's super fascinating. <laughs> you I picked don't... up on something that I actually <laughs> grabbed an ISO on. Wow. That's super fascinating. It's not. It's not super, it's not fascinating. super fascinating. Well, the, the reason why this guy's talking about this is because this guy, Vin Clancy, used to be on social welfare in... England started his own business or media empire, whatever they're calling it. And now he does very well for himself. He does all these speaking engagements. And that's why he's the guest on the show because they want, he's really good at marketing and they wanted to discuss this with him. He's a really good speaker. I actually found him to be really interesting. Yes. He, I, he I was him. very interesting. What I've noticed about Maddox is that he has to make every conversation about him. He's, oh, yeah. he's an extreme narcissist. Yes. So, this guy just brought up that I got people to come to my website using FARC. As soon as he says the word FARC, Maddox has to make it about him. Uh, it was my job to get traffic to it. I use sites like FARC, F-A-R-K. Do you remember? Yeah, oh, yeah, FARC. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. FARC. I just hung out with Drew Curtis oh, from cool. FARC. Yeah, yeah. We, we were, uh, we're friends. We uh, we got dinner a couple, uh, uh, you know, three, four weeks ago, and he's a really cool dude. He's writing a book with a, another friend of mine. Nice. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, very cool. So you, you, you used FARC. That's so inconsequential in what we're talking about here. Maddox, we know that you're a, a early 2000s internet celebrity, and you probably know the guy from another website nobody goes to anymore. It's not a big deal. He's an internet celebrity? Yeah. So he, he had the best page in the universe. I don't know any so, of this. So I should, I should back up and say that I'm a Maddox fan going back. I own a book that was written by this guy. Um, I, I had very strong ties to him. I used to work at E-Bombs World, and we were all part of this universe of the early internet boom Back when you didn't have to be Google or Facebook to get people to come to your website and enjoy what you did. Okay. So I am a fan of Maddox from that, and he's really changed course. He used to be a kind of a funny satirist. Now he's just this insanely angry guy who's in love with himself and thinks everyone else is an asshole and an idiot. I want to talk more about how he makes everything about him. Okay. This is... The guy brings up an article, Vin brings up an article about uh, a topic that got him a lot of traffic and notoriety when he first started his website. I, I, have a, I have a gay friend who first told I should back up real quick. Vin says, you ever heard of bug chasing? Yeah. That right? Was, that was upsetting. 
<laughs> and and Maddox goes, no, I've never heard of bug chasing. He says, okay, well, this is when uh, a homosexual has sex with another homosexual who, who's HIV positive in order to catch the bug. Right. Okay. And he did an article about it and it got a lot of people, I don't know, on, on Reddit or FARC or whatever, linking to it and got a lot of people to his website. So as soon as he explains what it is, Maddox, again, has to make it about him. I, I have a I have a gay friend who first told me about this, where some people, you know, they're, they're bug chasers. I didn't know that that phrase, though, but he said that some 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 gay man in the community absolutely do want to be HIV positive as uh, for a number of different reasons. Like some of them want to have some kind of uh, camaraderie, I guess, with with other men they, they might meet or sleep with. Some of them, it's something that they can just simply say and be out in the open about and not have to worry about it's something that they are worried about you know some of them just want to get rid of the stigma there's a lot of different reasons Max has no idea what he's talking about there i don't think he does either there's a lot of different reasons like you just don't want to have to worry about it wait so getting hiv allows you to not have to worry about it i would think you'd have to worry about it a lot more absolutely so this camaraderie he's trying to come up with reasons why people would do this thing which he wasn't tasked to do no. Nobody asked him. He just said, I did this article about bug chasing and it got a lot of people. So he goes into, well, I know someone who told me about this and I know all about it. And then he asks Vinny, he's like, what do you think the reasons are for uh, for guys doing this bug chasing thing? What what have you found to be the... Uh, I, I mean, outside of that article, I, I have no experience of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm just glad we got some wholesome content for your adverses. So Vin says, <laughs> I'm not here to talk about bug chasing. I'm not part of that scene at all. You asked me how I built my media empire. We did an article that got some notoriety. People started coming to the site, went viral. That's why I brought it up in the first place. Maddox thinks that any topic that gets brought up needs to be explained for a half an hour. This show is over an hour and 45 minutes long. Oh, I know. It is so I long. And it, and it covers one topic. is marketing evil, which is a ridiculous topic. I'll get into all of that. But they barely debated marketing at all <laughs> well it's it's insane the best debate in the universe i would debate that title i would debate that but i want to continue on real quick with um so they're talking about this bug chasing thing and ron babcock you know i didn't even mention that this show is hosted by maddox with ron babcock who's the first tangent officer he's supposed to get people back on track when they get off on tangents he does not mm-hmm. and junior journalist taylor nicoli Something Is that, like that a guy or a girl? Well, since you brought that up, I have a clip on here that I literally called, I thought Taylor was a girl. Listen to this clip. I'm not afraid to say, like, I prefer um, video chat over phone calls because I feel like there's so many nuances that come with facial expressions. I heard that and I'm like, this has got to be... A woman. A woman. Right. It's not. It's a man. Okay. I was... Having trouble figuring I was too. out the gender of that voice. Right. <laughs> Not that it makes a difference. Right. And also, I mean, the name didn't help me at all either. Right. Taylor, Taylor doesn't help. It's pretty gender neutral. So, so that is a perfect uh, example, though, of them getting off on a tangent. Taylor starts talking about how he prefers to have video chat. They're talking. This is in the middle of the marketing debate. No, it's just nonstop them getting off on these things that nobody cares about are totally inconsequential. But getting back to this other guy, Ron Babcock. So he's kind of the co-host of the show, and he mixes it up and everything. Here's where he tells a joke, because he's he's right. He's got a good one for this bug-chasing gag. Oh, boy. You know, if you, want, <laughs> if you want a version of that at a much lower stakes level, just have sex with your girlfriend if she has the flu. Boo! Be more funny! 
So you can you can do that bug chasing thing, you know, if you have sex with someone who has the flu. Well, right. Well, if you'd like to play track two. Oh, okay. It's one fucking spider. Oh, hold on. Before you get to that, I'm sorry. I will I will get to that. So I, I played Homer Simpson responding the way yes. that he would respond to that. This is the actual response to that joke. He's trying to make a joke, Ron is. Well, just have sex with your girlfriend if she has the flu. Oh, yeah. You, you know, uh, like you could just, you know. I, I, this is a quick aside, but I, I tried to give the flu to a spider once. Okay. So he tries to tell a joke. Mattis goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I guess you could do that. Interesting. Like, no, I don't think that's what he was going for there. He just bombed. It was just a bad joke. Right. So then Maddox, again, making it about him, goes into this fucking story about giving the, a spider the flu. I think that's the clip that you have on here. Yeah. It's one fucking spider, man. This guy just like, you know, I, I've mentioned in the past on the show, but I don't like arrogant spiders. And this one seemed a little a little haughty. Uh-huh. Like so, he pays rent. Yeah, I didn't like this guy. So I decided to cough on the spider. <laughs> Every day when I'd go in and out of the apartment like for a week, I'd just cough on the little guy. And Maybe did he, he got... get did he get like sick? I couldn't tell. I put my ear up to it. This dude is fucking corny. All right, a couple things there. First off. He says, I've mentioned on this show before, I don't like arrogant spiders. That's one of his stances that we're supposed to know about. Yeah. How fucking boring is that? And that story is just a nothing story. It's pretty ridiculous. I wouldn't tell that story (laughs) if I was blackout drunk at a bar for fear of boring someone to death. What is the point of that? Oh, yeah, I used to cough on this spider. Good one. Did you? Did you, Maddox? (laughs) Fucking idiot. I I didn't understand that arrogant spider. Oh, right. is an arrogant spider. Here's another thing. I don't believe Maddox. I don't think that he's being honest with us. Here's one of the reasons why. He talks about how they just started doing a live feed of the show. We are broadcasting this live. We experimented with it last week. It was a huge hit. Everyone loved watching the live feed, and we're doing it again this week. Everyone loved watching the live feed. Have you seen YouTube comments? There's no fucking way everybody loved watching the live feed. Yeah. That's just not true. That's just not the way the internet works either. He's just trying, well, especially this fan base. He's just trying to spin it to make it seem like, oh yeah, everything that we're doing here, people love. It's not true of any fucking podcast. Right. Uh, Just embrace it. All right. Do we want to get into this ridiculous debate? Sure. We might as well, right? I think we should. Okay. This is the setup to that. But, Van, as our guest this week, I'm going to give you first stab at the debate. Is marketing evil? Why or why not? Is marketing evil? Okay. This is a fucking dumb question. Well, yeah. Marketing is a function that all businesses have to take part in in order to survive. This would be like asking, is accounting evil? (laughs) It's, It's marketing. It's just marketing. It's not... A good or bad thing. It's it's just what companies have to do to build awareness that they have products and services people might want to purchase. Well, that was the reason why I like Vin, right? He's so, and he's so out of their league anyway, as far oh, as intelligence. I'm just like, obviously, he shouldn't even be there. Yes, he gets very annoyed. But with I, them. I, the difference between morality and economics was a huge thing that right. I don't think they understood what he no. was saying at all. No, they they kept saying like, but isn't that bad? Isn't that bad? He's like, what, what is that? What does bad mean? What are you guys talking about? I know. Listen to how Vin answers that question that I just played for you is marketing evil. And remember, this is a comedy podcast. So basically using marketing can be a force for good. Um, and it can change a lot of people's lives. And 
if it is an evil, it's this a necessary a one podcast. Uh, because marketing is everywhere. On. The way you dress, you market yourself. Uh, everything you look at in life because has been bought or sold. Really good at marketing. The marketing and they is necessary evil. and it can be used for good. What, is, what do they think is going to happen there? That it's just going to be a fucking tons of jokes coming out of this guy? He's just like, well, no, that's a ridiculous thing. It's not good or evil. Marketing is what it is. Yeah. I don't know if I want to just continue to go in order. Do you have anything related to that uh, um, or, or I... Vin's responses here? So you could do uh, four. Okay. It's a very manipulative way of making a sale. And sometimes the old lady says, sure, okay, yeah, but that's that's how so, it's spelled. Because like, That you sounds like them... sales, not marketing. <sighs> okay, I'll give you a point on that. <laughs> I'll give you a point on that. Um, that's, that, that is just hard sales. I really didn't like it, though. And and oftentimes, when it sounded like the person I was talking to was confused or didn't know what they were buying, I would make it clear to them that they were buying something, that they understood what they were doing before I went ahead and went and processed that sale because I didn't feel right about taking their money. So that encapsulates Maddox right, right there. Because, for one, he was talking about being a telemarketer. Yes, he's, he's only had two jobs in his entire life. One of them was working at a telemarketing company, and he won't shut the fuck up about it. Right. And he was monitoring credit reports. Right. So that was what he was doing. And so he was trying, when he was just kind of saying how, you know, when I would call these old ladies, and I'd have, I'd try to sit there and make it really clear if they sounded confused. Right. And then Vin says, but that's sales. Yeah, no shit. That's not marketing. I know it's called telemarketing. Maybe you got confused, dummy. Right. But you're trying to sell something. That's a sales call. Yes. It's a cold sales call. It's but it didn't telemarketing is not like, hey, I just want to let you know that uh, the new MacBook Air is out and it's faster than before. Have a great day. That would be telemarketing. Actually, yes. That's not what they do. He then goes on, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you're right. But, you know, but I just felt really terrible about taking their money. Oh, I know. And and he was talking about how great he was at telemarketing. I had the whole script memorized. It was pages and pages. Like, everything is just like, okay, Maddox, you're the most amazing person ever. We get it. Well, Why is that so important to you? Especially if you're saying it, like, 50 to 60 times a day. All, all <laughs> fucking podcast long is how great he is. So he, he explains that the reason why I think he's on the side of marketing is evil. Mm-hmm. And he explains it's because it's manipulative. A, a, a nuanced, this is a nuanced argument, but I would say that that's a little bit different than talking about marketing itself. Because at the core of marketing and why I have had a problem with a lot of different forms of marketing over the years is because some forms of marketing, not all, but some of them are just manipulative. They're very highly manipulative. Yeah, but how stupid do you have to be? To be manipulated by an ad. <laughs> well, this is what's so crazy about it. So he talks about the fact that this manipulation takes place in marketing, and that's what makes it, you know, he's implying it's de- it's deceptive or it's underhanded. And he goes back to this over and over again. He keeps coming back to that thing. Every time it's just like, well, that's not what marketing is. He keeps coming back. Yeah, but I don't like it because of the manipulation. You know what else is manipulative? Is having a different type of currency when you go to Disney World, you get the Disney bucks. Sure. When you go to a casino, you get chips. The whole point behind that is so that you don't put the same weight on it in your mind as actual currency. Yeah. That's a manipulation to get people to spend more money. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Maddox has a thing called Mad Bucks. Oh. <laughs> you could trade your fucking real money for Mad Bucks in order to buy his t-shirts and bullcrap and episodes and shit like that. This is a guy who's saying that I don't like market because it's manipulative. 
you're selling fucking fake bullshit to people in order to get them to spend more money with your website. Why would he do that? What's Madbucks for? Why not just take their money? I be, Because you can manipulate people if you convert it in a certain way and you don't understand what the value is. Ugh. Now, all of a sudden, people are going to spend more money. I mean... Listen, it's a tried and true formula. I don't have a problem with it. But don't fucking complain about something right. being manipulative. So he, he mentions that they, uh, they're doing this live video feed. And thankfully, there is a chat room that's that's watching <laughs> this. Oh, the, the chat room is dynamite. I got a comment in the chat room. Someone said that I'm apparently marketing hot sauce right now because I just I didn't realize it. But literally on my shirt is a Tabasco brand i'm marketing tabasco but i mean oh i'm so glad he fucking took a time out to talk about that comment in the chat room like who cares yeah this again these guys don't understand what marketing is they have no idea in fact mattis gets so confused himself that he starts his whole argument is that it's manipulative right that's why marketing is bad and then he starts to think about the entertainment industry and says this. Well, the manipulation for that happens, say, in entertainment, you know, like special effects, that's a form of manipulation. You're trying to fool somebody into thinking that something happened that they that didn't actually take place. Like Jurassic Park, for example. This guy's a fucking idiot. How is that a manipulation? It's special effects. Like <laughs> it's, it's, not... it's so stupid. It's so stupid. He's like, listen, you know, manipulation's really bad. You know, unless you're trying to uh, fool people into thinking the dinosaurs are, are on the screen. I go, what? You're not even making any sense at this point, Max. You have making, no idea what you're talking about. not making any sense. This debate was the worst debate. It was the ever. worst debate. He goes off on what I'll call a Maddox rant. This is where he's talking about how marketing is bad because it uses these words that people latch on to, like organic. Right. So he's going to take that ball and run with it. They market everything from, it used to be just food that was organic. Now it's linens that are organic. It's the clothes that you wear, the shoes that you have. I've, I've seen shoes marketed as organic. Why the fuck do I care if my shoes are organic? I'm walking on the fucking pavement with, like, stepping on dog shit and, and gum that people have spit out. I don't care if my shoes are organic. So, so, uh. Whoa, he had, a, he had to recover from those jokes that he just dropped. He had to giggle a little oh, bit to himself. Man. So Maddox was an author. The way that he got famous and internet famous was he wrote a blog and that blog turned into a book deal. He wrote some books, he sold some books, and he started doing podcasting a few years ago. He has talked about this on his show. I've listened to many hours of Maddox talk. He takes a long time to write articles or write his books. He gets very meticulous about the words he uses and how he writes them. It's very obvious he's not good off the cuff. He's not a good ranter. That, that was the joke he came up with? I step in gum. Why do I want shoes that are good? What? That's not a fucking good rant, Maddox. You, you landed nowhere with that. I also don't think he's understanding organic. Now, organic... <laughs> I don't think he's understanding a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, I know organic is kind of... It is, it is a catchphrase, catchword. Sure. With the shoes. It's not about him being in organic shoes. It's about making qu- a smaller carbon footprint. Right. You know, things like that. Making, like, less of a footprint. But I don't think he, that's not what he was coming from. He just doesn't give shit. Well, he doesn't, he thinks that anytime you use any type of term in marketing, it is evil, which is crazy. Well, evil's a strong word. Evil's a very strong word. (laughs) To use. Well, listen to this example of uh, what they think is evil marketing. 
like there was a story of the people in New York who had um, they worked for a company uh, with a phone and they would ask people on New York to stop. Be like, hey, can you take a picture of me and my boyfriend? And people would stop. And the person taking the picture was just a random New Yorker. And they'd be like, oh, wow, this is a new phone. I haven't seen this one. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's a great phone. It's a And it was like this guerrilla style marketing where that's to try and spread like a word of mouth wow. campaign, which is super nefarious as shit, but also probably really fucking effective. All right. So they had this person whose motivation, their agenda was to promote a phone. And they were saying, can you take a picture of me? And then they had a conversation about the phone and they're like, that was super nefarious. Do they not realize that everybody has an agenda all the time right. that they're trying to get across? They do that. They live in this fucking world. They're worried about that going on. Do they know there's fucking soccer players in a cave? Oh. They're worried about the fucking this person talking about a phone on the street who has an agenda behind it. There's real fucking problems in this world. Oh, that's yeah. what they're concerned about. I know. Here's another example of Maddox confusing marketing and sales. The end result of marketing sometimes, especially manipulative marketing, is to take money from you. And that's why that's a, it's almost like a, a story, a con. Hold on a second. I got to stop that. Especially manipulative marketing. I thought he said before that marketing was manipulative. Yeah. So what is manipulative marketing? Is that redundant? He's so confused with his own argument. But anyway, OK, so getting back to this whole thing. You know, it sounds like a con where they tell you a story that convinces you to give them money. I mean, what is a cage-free egg, really? Do you want to explain to Maddox what a cage-free egg is? Uh, He's such a fucking idiot. He is a fucking idiot. He says, marketing is all about trying to build a, a fake story and con people into giving you their money. That's not what marketing is at all. Well, That's I, the opposite of what marketing is. If I, you piss people off by selling them shit... It's not going to go well for you and your company. I know. I actually, this kind of goes back to Ron and his tangent, but it's again, kind of an example of what their perception of marketing is. Okay. But then if they're not giving all the information, they're breaking the law. If they are giving the information. But they give the information away. Like every time I call my bank to have, oh, I fucking, I fucking love this. I call my bank, right? I'm fired up about something. Yeah. You got a tangent coming at you. And I'm like, hey, man, I have this, like, ATM fee. Like, I didn't know my account got ATM fees. And the first thing they go, oh, well, sir, when you signed up for the account, did you receive the terms and services agreement? I'm like, you mean the the thing from 12 years ago? <laughs> then they always hide behind that. Yeah. Like, the terms and services, that 30-page document that nobody reads. And it's such a bullshit thing. It's like, yeah, we told you. No, you didn't tell us in plain English. It's 30 pages long. It was 12 years ago. Suck all the dicks. Give me my 250 back. And yeah, I called about $2.50. <laughs> well, that, that's a product problem, not a marketing problem. <laughs> because, Holy shit. first of all... Exactly 12 right. years it took him to figure out there was a fee. Right. That's such a bullshit story. That's anyway. a bullshit story. And yeah, it is in plain English. It's a contract that they write out in English and hand to you to read. And it's not marketing. Excited. And it's not It's a marketing. product. And it's a product. There was so much wrong with that. I couldn't. But I really. Thank God. And that's where you could tell that Vin was starting to get like, Jesus, who am I talking to exactly. here? He's in the middle of this seventh grade fucking conversation with dummies. You know, like you used to have these conversations in the lunchroom yeah. when you were 13. You'd be like, oh, I think money's the root of all evil. And you're like, okay. That's what these guys are doing. Yeah. They're fucking idiots. But I have figured out that what Maddox has done is surrounded himself with yes people. Mm-hmm. Him and Dick didn't get along because Dick, I think, was too strong of a personality. 
Manetics needs people who just laugh at all of his jokes and think he's the greatest and look up to him as the star in the room. That's so boring. It's so boring. But listen to this. Vin brings up an old post that Maddox put on his website years and years ago. And listen to how these people lose their shit over how funny it is. I agree. Didn't you once say the cows are happy? They're in a big room with all their friends. They get get a head full of drugs. (laughs) Vin, real deep old school reference. Yeah, I I said that in in a hate mail response, I think, to uh, PETA. Somebody from PETA emailed me. The cows are happy. They're all with their friends. They're hanging out. Oh, did you hear Ron there? Oh, that was the funniest thing he had ever heard. It was time to repeat that joke. That's what Maddox wants on his show. Yeah. He wants people to go, oh my God, that blog post you put out in 2002 is so funny. You're so funny. Mm. I want to talk about what a self-righteous douchebag Maddox comes across as. He's such a smug asshole. He has to explain to us the difference between selling and selling out. So when I created my online store, people thought, oh man, Maddox is selling out. Oh, Maddox is selling shirts. You guys, by the way, that's the voice he does for his fans. He's been doing it for years. Anyone who's his fan or his friend, he goes, he puts on this dumb voice and affect in order to really drive it home that these people are all idiots compared to him. Right. Need to understand the difference between selling and selling out. Selling is things that I'm doing on my website. I'm offering you a product for a fair price, and I'm telling you what it is. What you see is what you get, and I'm offering it to you for a fair price. Selling out is compromising one's principles for money. Okay, so this is something that Maddox has been talking about for a long time. As I said, I'm a fan going back to when his website was popular. He used to always say, I don't sell advertising because as soon as you have advertisers, now you have to listen to what they want you to do, and it changes your integrity and all these things, right? So there he's talking about the difference between selling and selling out. Not 15 minutes later, this happens. Today's episode is brought to you by Nutrafol, guys. This episode is sponsored by Nutrafol. To get your first month supply with subscription for $10, visit Nutrafol.com. Guys, Nutrafol is a whole new approach to healthy hair growth. Holy shit. This is a guy who's saying that he doesn't agree with marketing. He thinks it's evil. And then, on that same show, is selling snake oil that grows fucking hair? I... Could that be the most ridiculous fucking thing? Well, it's such a hypocritical thing. It's crazy. It's like... It's the most hypocritical thing possible. Yeah. This is a guy who's like, I don't sell out. I'm not a sellout. And by the way, I sleep on a Casper mattress every (laughs) night. You guys gotta try this Casper mattress. For the record, sponsors... Don't have a problem with it. If you want to monetize what you're doing, right. go for it. I, I would. I but, would too. I'm in marketing. Right. I'm a fan of that. But don't. I think it makes sense. Don't lie about it and get on your high horse and say you're not doing it when you clearly are. Right. That's exactly what he's doing. It makes zero sense. He used to sell, when this podcast first came out, he used to sell these like designer handbags that, that men would wear, walk around with. Like, man bags? Yeah, like these leather man bags that were like 400 bucks. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's like, what the fuck? Who wants this bullshit? It's the worst product. And here's a guy who's going, yeah, I try to con people out of their money. Not if you have a good product and people want it. I bought, I mean, if you look around here, I have a lot of shit that Apple has created. Oh, yeah. I'm not proud of that fact. They just happen to create really good products. You're a little proud of They market them to me, I and I purchase them. You're a little proud. I'm not. I hate fucking Apple fanboys. I really dislike those people. I do not, <laughs> I'm not one of those people. But I'm a fan of the products that they put out. And 
they market to me. Mm-hmm. So is marketing evil, right? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you the difference between good marketing and bad marketing and why I think that some marketing is definitely evil. Oh, Madison can explain this. to me the difference between good marketing and bad marketing and why some marketing is evil. So he finally goes on to talk about how to market. So the proper way to market something is you offer a consumer a product that uh, that fits a need that they may want and then offer it to them at a fair price. You don't try to trick them. Um, so what you're saying is a g- company that does good marketing offers good products that people want and gets them to buy them? No shit, Sherlock! No shit! No shit, Sherlock! No fucking shit, Sherlock! What a fucking idiot this guy is. He has no idea what he's talking about. Marketing is all about trying to trick people out of their money. What kind of business model would that be? If you were selling bullshit like hair growth formula and trying to get people to fucking... By the way, I looked at that website. $88 a month, you have to subscribe to this fucking thing. And and Maddox is offering us, because, you know, the fair price thing, he's offering us $10 off your first month. So this is something that you're going to be in for a fucking thousand bucks after year one. He's going he's gonna to give you $10 off of that. Sweet. Thanks, Maddox. That's awesome. Oh, my God. You want to talk about fucking bullshit. We need to subscribe to something before you've even tried it. That might be a con. That is a con. <laughs> it could be a con. I don't know. Maybe it grows hair. I don't know. Now, granted. Disclaimer. I don't know. Maybe it's a great company and a great product. But uh... I love that. In a show that's called The Best Debate in the Universe with the topic of is marketing evil, this happens. I'm I'm a little confused because I feel like what's marketing? Yeah, hold on there, Vin. Yeah, hold on there. What is marketing? Guys, can you do a little bit of fucking show prep before you show up here? But that was so far in. That was so far in and they're like, wait a second, I'm not even sure what marketing is. Well, then why are we debating it? Right. Why don't I just talk to my nephew who's 12 years old and ask him if he thinks marketing is evil? Because it would be the exact same fucking conversation that I'm listening to these assholes have. Uh, I have this fucking clip that proves that Maddox is a fucking idiot. So, so I used to have a different philosophy on money. I used to think that money, you know, they say money is the root of all evil. I no longer think that. I think that money is neutral. Money is something you can do some good with or you can do some bad with. So, but if your goal is just to make money, then sometimes that comes at the expense of other people. Do you think that that's bad? What? Yeah. So he's talking to Vin. He's trying to like catch Vin and being incorrect about his opinion. Even though Vin's very neutral on this. He doesn't he's, have... He's so neutral. He just he just explains pragmatically how the world works. He's right. like, it's not good or bad. It's just, it is it is what it is. Right. And so he, so then that, Maddox just framed this question. He goes, well, you know, some people are bad. Do you think bad people are bad? Uh-huh. Like, what? Do you think bad people are bad? Well, how fucking dumb is that of a question? And then, you know, Thankfully, Vin responds. You'd have to be more specific with the argument, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I really like it. I would think so. I would <laughs> I think so I would good. think your question would be a little bit less ridiculous in order for someone to actually answer it. So then Mattis gets into lotto tickets for some reason. Well, then uh, maybe I market it like this then so it would be accurate. I'll say, this, this is how you have a chance to become a bestseller. Yeah. And, uh, but I don't disclose what that chance is. What if that chance is less than 1%? It, but, it, it is less than 1%. Right. 
right? Right. But I don't market it that way. I just say you have a chance to be a bestseller, kind of like, hey, you have a chance to be a millionaire, like the lottos, like the uh, lottery tickets. Do so you think lotto lotto tickets are unethical? What does it have to do with anything? Well, it has nothing to do with anything. Do you think that lotto tickets are unethical? What the fuck kind of question is that? Thankfully, Vin just says, well, no, people win the lottery. They, they know that there's a very small chance that they'll win. They're purchasing a ticket. That's that's just how fucking gambling works. Right. You're taking a chance at something. Is it unethical? So then Maddox just going further and further down this fucking rabbit hole that he cannot make sense of. Ask this fucking genius question. Well, do you, do you think that uh, laws just by default are moral? Do you think that laws are, are good? Do you think that laws are good? Because they keep saying, well, what if a company lies about their products and services and then steals money out of grandma's purse and just takes it to the bank? And he goes, well, there's laws against that. You can't do that. Right. Every time they came up with a scenario that was supposed to prove that marketing is evil, Vin would just say, yeah, but you actually are not allowed to do that. It's against the law. Well, okay. So what? Laws are good? He's like... Laws are just what they are. We have to we have to follow them. I mean, there's there's good laws and bad, but what the fuck are we even debating? Like, anytime he brings up anything, they're like, well, what about that? Like, what about this? Like, it's I, just exhausting. I want you to play track six because this is the moment that Vin realizes that his appearance is totally futile on this show. And some of the reason these people are homeless is because of alcoholism. It's very easy to sell an alcoholic some alcohol, especially if they're depressed. If the market has no money to buy, then it, it's a bad market. No, they have enough money. I mean, they'll find, they'll scrounge enough money. Um, I, I'd like to bring this back to marketing. We, we've, we've gone way off point here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, there's Maddox trying to make the really point. Right. Yeah, there's Maddox <laughs> trying to make the point that, well, you know, isn't it bad if you try to market alcohol to homeless people? Like, no one's doing that. Nobody is doing that. Nobody's trying to market alcohol to homeless people. I've literally never seen an ad where there's some homeless guy walking down the street holding a can of Budweiser. <laughs> That would actually be amazing. That'd be if I was Miller Coors. That's the ad I would put out. Budweiser, homeless people beer. Right, but that's not. Oh God! But I love that moment because it was just like, can we get back to marketing? It's it's really funny because obviously Vin is in a different league than these other idiots. At the very beginning, when he first introduces him. Vin has a very weird response to Maddox. He is beautiful and lovely. He is an entrepreneur, a growth hacker, and a, a public speaker. Please welcome to the show, Vin Clancy. Vin, welcome to the show. I am much aggrieved to be here. <laughs> so, uh... He says he is much aggrieved to be here. Does he have a fucking crystal ball or a time machine? <laughs> Did he know that this was going to go fucking terribly and uh, it was going to suck? He must know what he was in for. He must. I do want to get off of this topic soon, but I will just play this. Maddox, he's so brilliant that he does finally concede that there are ways that marketing can be good. I will say this, though, uh, something that Taylor said earlier that I think I agree with, or maybe you did, you did, Vin, which is there are new products and services that come out and people need to know about them. I think that that's fair. That's a fair type, a fair form of marketing. No shit, Sherlock! It's unbelievable that he has to explain that. I think it's okay if you build awareness for the product or service that you're selling. Do you? Do you think that's okay, Maddox? Yeah, no shit. That's what we're talking about. That's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about marketing. Building awareness around a product or service that someone might want. This was an insane thing to listen to. It was making me crazy. There's this thing. I, I'm, 
I'm done with the marketing stuff. Are you good? Yeah. All right, because because after the debate, the show goes on for another fucking 17 hours. I checked out. I I don't blame you. I don't I blame you. Out. They have a news person. Taylor is the news girl for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> she reads a bunch of headlines that they talk about. They go off on all sorts yeah. of different things. They play lots of fucking voicemails. So this is um, talking about this new Facebook group that they have. And again, this is Maddox playing this character that he's vastly more intelligent than everyone else. And it seems like a character that he's playing, but from people who know him personally, this is just really how he is. The Maddox University Facebook group that I created, uh, if you are a genius or a hot babe who's also a genius, you're qualified to join this group. Yuck. Yeah, that's just... What, what, are, you, what are we doing here? I don't know. I'll I'll start a Facebook group, but only if you're a smoking hot babe or you're as smart as I am. Or both. Like, where are you going with that? What's that going to get you in life, talking like that? Well, if you're as smart as he is, you could take just about anybody. I'll tell you, yeah, no shit. I will tell you that I don't know what the numbers are as far as people listening to this show, but The Biggest Problem in the Universe was a very popular show, had tons of people listening to it. Right. So Maddox started up this show along the same vein, trying to get that audience to come over. And at first, I think he did a really good job. Um, I was going back. All of these shows, you can go on the website and you can vote for which person won the debate or I guess the answer to the debate. I got to that part from the one from last week. Okay. So you can go back and, and vote on that sort of thing. So I went back and I looked at it. A recent podcast that he put out had 130 total votes. Hmm. It was like it was like 70 to 60 or something like that was was how it netted out. I went back to episode nine, over 2,000 votes. Oh, so if you just look at people participating in the show, and that's going to be a, a percentage of people who listen. I'm not saying that he has you know 130 listeners. Right. I'm sure it's a larger number than that. But I will say that he probably has a lot more listeners because he's on our show right now than he normally would. And that's fucking saying something that's surprising. Another thing that I want to point out, I don't think this format's working. I don't think this show is working. Mm -hmm. The one way that besides having advertisements that he tries to monetize the show is through Patreon. Okay. Okay. So he has a, he has a Patreon page. He currently has 46 patrons uh, making $219 per month. Probably better than we would do if if we started the Patreon page. In comparison, Dick Masterson, his former co-host, has 3,810 patrons making almost $23,000 per month. Ooh, good for him. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. (laughs) But I do want to point out that this fucking dummy, Maddox, just sued Patreon for $20 million. For what? And he still has a Patreon. Oh, my God. For what? For fucking nothing. The suit got thrown out with prejudice from a, a New York judge. Fucking nonsense lawsuit that he had. I'd like him to do the, the debate. Um, unnecessary lawsuits evil. Because yeah, because that, that actually, actually is. is. It is. Are, are suing fucking 10 different entities willy-nilly evil? Yes. You're fucking, you're fucking up everybody's life. You're causing them to have to fucking pay counsel and get all this shit together. These poor people, this one guy lost his job because of fucking Madison's lawsuits. Oh, geez. It's ridiculous. Oh. And he's worried about fucking, oh, there was this guy in New York who had a phone and he was showing it to people and saying how great it was. That's terrible. Oh, Could you fucking imagine? Mm-hmm. This guy is, 
I, I don't know how uh, he lives in a different fucking universe. He's off balance. He's off. Yes, he's definitely off balance. I want to talk about the over the top fakeness of this show. They play these voicemails that are not fun or funny or interesting, and then lose their shit. Here's an example of that. Uh, we got a we got a voicemail from the bad ombre Ron, and it's about you. Oh man, <laughs> listen to this. Hey man, what's up, cabrones? <laughs> Anyways, I was gonna say Ron Babcock. Bab sounds like baboso, which means like drooling son of a bitch, and cock means penis. So you literally mean a drooling penis. <laughs> I don't know. That's just how Spanish words work. Okay. I will tell you when I'm drunk. I promise that shit. I'm just fucking drunk and hiring out and fuck what the fuck I am. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that with our new hotline, if you call in and say, I'm so drunk, I don't even know where I am, I will not play it on the show and then laugh hysterically at that. It's not funny. Yeah. That's not interesting. It's not good content. Getting back to how Maddox has to make everything about him. And he's always showing off how smart he is. He explains how people in this country got their last names. You'll be fascinated to know that it has to do with a profession that one of your ancestors had. Yeah, like I know, I still know a lot of Smiths, and that's short yeah. blacksmith. Yeah, exactly. And, and bakers, literally not even short, but just a baker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is he explaining this to? Oh, my God. Who's the audience for this show? He claims to be a genius. He brings up the fact that Smith is a popular last name because blacksmiths used to exist. No shit. We know. And then, because he has this trivial information in his head, he just has to start talking about how people have names in the Middle East. This makes zero sense. I'm just going to tell you that up front. I don't want to bias people's opinion, but this makes fucking zero sense. Um, and you know what's funny? There's so many more parallels in the United States, in the Western culture, to the Middle Eastern culture that people don't really realize. It's basically almost the exact same thing, just like you know, different different set of values. But in the Middle East... They have the word bin means son of. So bin Laden is son of Laden. Okay. Osama, the son of his father, Laden. Oh, yeah. interesting. And so it's kind of a similar thing. So they, they rather than naming you after your occupation, they named you after, and sometimes it was a school too. That's not even close to the same thing. No. What do you mean that's a similar thing? That's not even fucking close. Remember, this is a comedy podcast. Here's a guy... <laughs> who just wants to sound smart so badly, he'll throw out any piece of information that he knows. Oh, Ben means son of, I gotta fucking shoehorn that into this conversation. Why? We're trying to do a fucking comedy show. You're playing voicemails of people who aren't interesting or funny. Here's another example of just a fucking terrible voicemail. I don't know why he would even play this, but this is all talking about a video game that Maddox likes. Hey Maddox, I just have some really cool information I just figured you would want to know since you think Sonic is the greatest thing ever. So my boyfriend's a chemist and he works with this protein called hedgehog protein and one of the variants of it, I guess, whatever it is, is actually named after Sonic the Hedgehog and I don't think any other video game character has a chemical named after him or it's a protein, so no other superhero or video game character has a protein named after him. So you can settle the debate now. Sonic is the best because he's the only one who has anything scientifically named after him. Um, that's it. Yeah, everybody's doing great. Keep up the great work. Fuck whales. Yeah, fuck whales to you too. How cool is that shit, huh? Sonic's got boring. a protein named after him. I can't imagine a more boring fucking mundane thing to talk about 
than the fact that a protein is named after this fucking video game character. He had to play this 40 second long voicemail and then, you know, hit his little bell that he likes to hit because he likes to show that he approves certain things. So he hits the little bell. Yeah, but the bell is really irritating. It's so fucking irritating. And then he goes on to try to make a joke. So she says that there's a protein and he, and he doesn't like Mario, you know, from Super, the Super Mario Brothers okay. game. So listen to this fucking cum joke that he tries to make. A Mario protein would be gross, I think. You don't want any Mario protein. Uh, like Italian pizza, pasta. Yeah. You don't want any protein from Mario. The joke does not land, so he tries it thrice. <laughs> Mannix, it's not a good joke. Move on. Nobody's getting it. Nobody's understanding. Vin right now is just like looking at the door. Oh, well, this is a perfect example of Vin going, where the fuck am I? Why am I doing this? Right. They start asking him about his diet. Oh, and even Vin recognizes that this is not good content for a podcast. Uh, what are the foods you eat every day? Uh, for breakfast, I have eggs, avocado, peas, carrots, broccoli. You got so British near the end. <laughs> yeah. Peas, carrots, a mug of gravy. <laughs> Cheese curds. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think this is good content for your audience. I think this is oh, great, great content. I love this. this yeah. Is, yeah. Please go on. I love hearing what people eat throughout their day. I actually I, find right, it fascinating. Okay. Yeah. So, so Ron finds it fascinating what people eat throughout their day. I could give two fine fucks what people eat throughout their day. Yeah. I actually find this guy to be interesting for many other reasons besides his fucking diet. I don't give a shit about what this guy eats. But I just love that at least Vin recognizes that we're trying to do a show here, guys. This is not... So I pulled out an ISO. And uh, because, you know, Maddox likes his little bell, I popped that in there. Uh, I, I don't think this is good content for your audience. This is not good content for your audience. What he has for fucking breakfast. And he goes on and on about, well, then what do you have for lunch? And then what do you have? And it's like, okay, whatever. Do you remember the pineapple story? Yeah. (laughs) This is so great. I'm going to play this clip. They talk about the enzymes in pineapple are bad for your skin or organs or something. I don't know. Well, it eats away at your skin. Eats away at your skin. So Maddox being this fucking ridiculous narcissist. Can't just say, oh, yeah, I know that, or I've heard that, or whatever. He has to tell a fucking boring-ass story. Yeah. But you know, the, the enzymes in pineapple literally eat your flesh. Yeah. It's weird that they sell that in the shops. So I, re- I realized this as a kid one day, because I was eating a shit ton of pineapple. And, like, my parents, you know, there's a fucking pineapple, so I'm carving this thing up and just eating the g- giant fucking slice of pineapple fresh. And after, like... An hour of gorging on this pineapple, <laughs> eating a full pineapple by myself. My mouth started to, like, burn. That's fascinating. Please go on. <laughs> what the fuck kind of story was that? My parents just handed me a pineapple and just let me fucking go have at it. So I just started eating this pineapple. Like, Maddox, not everything you've done in your life is extreme and interesting. No. This guy thinks that everything that fucking he talks about is compelling. And then I got a canker sore. Then I got a canker Yeah. Like, dude, who gives a shit? <laughs> You're not a fucking interesting person. When you were a kid, you were a fucking boring person. You had a little bit of a window of time when you wrote some good content, people liked it, you sold some books. Those days have passed. When you were a kid, you were boring. As a middle-aged adult, you're fucking boring. Just, I don't understand what this guy is going for with this show and all of his fucking anecdotes. Again, here's another example of an anecdote. Vin talks about being backstage at a Green Day concert. 
<laughs> so Maddox has to make it about him because he was once backstage with Velvet Revolver. A, a, a lot of bands, a lot of bands are kind of like that. I went to the backstage of what's that band, Velvet Velvet Revolver. Oh, right? nice. Yeah, yeah, I went backstage and the lead singer like came out on stage and he was like so rock and roll on stage. Yeah, yeah. He's like holding a microphone into a megaphone. And it's just pure feedback. And, yeah. and Slash was on stage, and he was drooling into the audience, and everyone was like so fucking rock and roll and like hip and cool. I go backstage, and the lead singer—I forget his—I don't know his name. He doesn't know the name of the lead singer of Velvet Revolver. I was cringing the entire. I was like, time. I was like Maddox. Story. Velvet Revolver is is nothing. Velvet Revolver had one bad album and existed for thirteen minutes. Mm-hmm. You don't know who the singer is? That's the only reason to know what Velvet Revolver is. It's fucking Scott Weiland. That's why Velvet Revolver was even a thing. Because of their singer. Did you happen to clip the rest of that, though? No, I didn't. I, I had enough of that shit. Uh, because then... Because then he didn't know that he died of an overdose. Right. Which is pretty common fucking knowledge. And he's like, he's like, yeah, man, this fucking guy, you know, he's, he's acting all hardcore. And then backstage, he's drinking no duels. And then and they're somebody, like, somebody's like, he died, you know, of an yeah. overdose. Yeah. Oh, he's dead? Yeah. What? Like, what the fuck world do you How live do you in? How did not know that? Yeah, he's making fun of this guy. Yeah, this singer, he's all rock and roll. Yeah, of course he is. He's the fucking singer from STP. He's very fucking rock and roll. Sure was. No shit. And then he goes, yeah, backstage, he was a fucking puss. I'm like, well, he was a heroin addict who had a problem and eventually died of an OD. Like, do you not? Why wouldn't he cut that part out of the show? I, well, that's, that's the other thing. Like, you can editing? cut that out. Maddox is known for editing him sounding like an idiot. All the old shows, he tried to copyright the name of the old show, The Biggest Problem in the Universe. He lost. He wasn't able to obtain the copyright. So what Dick Masterson has been doing is putting out the old episodes that were before Maddox was able to edit them. Ooh. And now now oh, there's people. So oh, it's crazy. And now oh there's God. people. There's this one guy. That's who- evil. There's this one guy who goes in and finds what the differences are and then plays for everybody what Maddox took out. And it's all shit that makes him sound like an idiot. Oh, boy. It's so fucking funny. So that was a point where you don't know who Scott Weiland is and you're bragging about being backstage at a Velvet Revolver concert. That'd be a perfect point to just take right out of your hour and 46 minute long fucking bore fest of a pod. That would have been a perfect thing to take out. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I just couple more things that I want to get to, and it really just relates to, this is all the shit near the end of the show, where it's just, again, he has to make everything about him. They talk about, they're talking about the person's diet, and they talk about spinach. Mm-hmm. You would think that the word spinach could just come and go in a conversation. You wouldn't have to make a whole fucking thing about it. Not with Maddox. No. Spinach, I've made the argument for years that spinach is a very neutral tasting uh, leafy vegetable. How insufferable is this guy to fucking hang out with? I've made this argument for years that spinach is a neutral tasting leafy vegetable. It's like, that's not an argument. Well, who's arguing with him about Who's it? arguing about this? Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? So this starts off an entire fucking series that I have here about how he had to prove to his fucking dumb idiot friends that spinach is a neutral flavored vegetable. Because his, his friends are so fucking stupid, they don't even know and they don't even understand. So this is setting up that uh, experiment that he did. If they, I, I told some of my friends that I use spinach, they're like, <laughs> oh, gross, I'm not gonna eat that. Oh, you don't know how to cook. You're a fucking idiot. And so- None of us talk to you like that. <laughs> <laughs> These are- Literally, we're all like, oh, this is great. Thanks for making this, man. That's so funny that finally fucking the yes man, Ron, speaks up and just goes, 
nobody is calling you an asshole. Why do you have this perception that everyone's calling you an asshole and they're all, we're all just fucking mouth breathers who are not up to your fucking level and you have to educate us right. and teach us a lesson all the fucking time. So this is Mattis going into um, his whole story about how he made these cookies with spinach to prove that he was right. And again, just a random fact that he has to fucking put out there. But I made these spinach cookies and uh, everyone's like, oh man, totally, totally gross. I can taste the spinach. I'm like, no, you fucking can't because that's why they use spinach to color pastas. Check out the big brain on bread. <laughs> You're a smart motherfucker. That's right. You just can't, you can't help himself. He has to explain everything, every little piece of fucking knowledge that he's picked up. Uh, he wants to be right so badly. Listen to what he did. So I, I, I even went so far as to uh, trick, try to trick my friends one time, right? So I was buying cookies to make for like a you Super Bowl party. You little mischievous bastard. Uh-huh. So I, I bought a bag of spinach, but I also bought green food coloring. So he goes on to explain that he's going to conduct this social experiment to prove that his friends are fucking morons. And what he says is he bakes these green cookies mm-hmm. because, I don't know if you know this, but... I'm a real good baker. He said that for real. Yeah. He wasn't joking. No, I heard. So he explains that he's going to bake these green cookies using spinach to prove to his friends that it's a neutral flavored vegetable. Because that's a really important thing to, to get across to people. Not how much do you want to bet on the fucking Super Bowl. No, I'm going to spend all my time planning and scheming to prove my friends are idiots. And the, the amazing thing is, is that he says... I bought green food coloring because apparently he, he like probably walked out and went, see, this is why they're green. I have the food coloring right here. He probably poured a little bit out so it would look like it had been used. Ugh. Like, what the fuck are you, are you doing? Nobody's questioning you. Just bake the cookies. If we like them, we'll eat them. If not, we'll fucking throw them out. Well, Jess Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld's wife, yes. put an entire cookbook out on how to bake vegetables into things for kids so they'll eat them. Yeah, this is not a new concept. So they're not, so they're not detectable. There's books on it. Who well, gives a fuck? when you add a bunch of sugar and shit to food, it makes it taste good. Mm-hmm. And I like spinach as much as the next guy. But I don't think that his friends were really thinking that a spinach being in a fucking cookie would make it taste terrible. But anyway, this is the exciting conclusion. So I made these cookies with spinach. They were devoured at the Super Bowl party. Not a single fucking idiot said, oh, there's spinach in this. Tastes a little weird. It didn't taste weird, idiots. Guess you try my spinach cookies. They're great. Um, <laughs> Again, his friends are idiots. I kind of believe that's probably true. They'd have to be. <laughs> he says that his friends are idiots and that all of his fans and the people who listen to the show are idiots. He's made this very clear. Mm-hmm. Do you know that things that are alike attract each other? If you have nothing but friends and fans who are idiots, it's probably because you yourself are a fucking idiot. Maddox is a moron, mm. and I don't think he understands that. I don't think he's grasping this concept that he's oh, no. not a smart person. Mm. Again, making it about... <laughs> You're starting to feel bad. <laughs> well, that's just so mean. <laughs> but he's a fucking douche to everyone. He is a douche to everyone. He tried to sue Dick Masterson for $20 million. He's an asshole. Well, he could go fuck himself. Or an idiot, because that's just ridiculous. Maybe I'm an asshole, because I'm going to get sued, and that's going to be a problem. I should put out a disclaimer right now. This show is actually probably pretty good. And um, the <laughs> views that we're expressing are just one particular uh, observation. And, you know, our opinions are meaningless. I wouldn't take it to heart. It's fine. You guys are doing a great job. Can I mention what they do really well on this podcast? Sure. Real quick. I like that it has really good formatting. They get the guest in. They talk about the guests and their background. They get into the debate. 
That's the next segment. Then they get into, okay, we're going to do some voicemails. Then they go into the news segment. They have a little stinger. They get some into the news segment. Okay, I liked that. That's how a podcast should be. It should move along and not just be a fucking random conversation between fucking idiots like Opie Radio, which will be playing in a little bit. Uh, the latest from Opie Radio. Mm. I know. I know. It's a beautiful day outside. This is dragging on and on. All right, real quick. This is, um, again, Adam Carolla's name gets brought up and Maddox has to make this about him. Yeah, so there was an episode of Sex in the City a long time ago where they... <laughs> Jesus, who, who are you? <laughs> I know. I've said in the past, I like Sex in the City. Sorry, guys. Like Adam Carolla does, too. Show. Adam does he really? is a, a, a passionate fan of there you Sex go. in the City. Smart men like Sex in the City. Me and Adam Carolla. I was on Adam Carolla's show, full disclosure, uh, not too long ago. <laughs> Adam's, Adam's a, we have a yes. lot in common. We have a lot of our philosophies. I shared the same birthday as him. Holy shit. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? Who's listening to the show? Who is this for? I was on Adam Carolla's show. Well, I have the same birthday as Adam Carolla. Oh, okay. Well, I once saw his penis. Like, who cares? What are we talking about? <laughs> uh, I feel like you're checking out like Vin at this I point. I am so checking out. I'm you're sorry. so checking out on me. I have a clip on here with his Maddox laughing at himself. He does that a lot. He does that a lot. Anytime he gets any kind of reaction, it cracks him up what he just said. You remember that old website, Hot or Not? They should have one like God or not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's Maddox laughing at his own joke that he just told. I, what was the joke? Instead of hot or not, it would be God or not. Oh. This is Taylor's big cause. Taylor feels very strongly about the Big Bang Theory. Very often, the people who say Big Bang Theory sucks have never watched an episode. They're, they're going on Reddit or these other social yeah. media platforms, and they're being told that it sucks by other people, but they've never actually watched it. I would like to know if that caller, and feel free to call in again, I would like to know how many episodes of The Big Bang Theory you watched before you decided that it sucked. Do you know how many episodes you have to watch of The Big Bang Theory to determine whether it sucks or not? <laughs> Point one. I was flipping through the channels... I caught a scene of that show, and I can tell you, it is absolute garbage. Yeah. And I don't know why Taylor has tried to defend this thing. People who don't like Big Bang Theory, they've never watched it. They don't have to. I'm, I'm here to tell you right now, it's very poorly written. It is It is garbage. It's pretty basic. It's very basic. Uh, the last thing I'm going to point out, and then we'll move on, we'll talk about the latest from Opie Radio, the latest installment with the Opie Radio podcast, is at the end of the show... He's got this super fucking cheesy radio production that comes out of nowhere. And this is the opposite of what podcasting is. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. Did I just fucking turn on my FM stereo just now? <laughs> that, that, where did that come from? And I should probably point this out because I'll, be, I'll look like a hypocrite. The reason why we have the stinger for our teaser segment is because we were making fun of shows that do exactly this. So I, I put this together. The teaser. Because that's literally what they do on the oh. FM radio. They just pull a bunch of fucking random nonsense into fucking Pro Tools and just will pan this to the right and this to the left. We'll have some fucking South Park reference in there. And it's just. Why? Why does any of this exist? It's not fun or interesting. Jen, you are really ready to move on. I apologize that we're going to move on to Opie Radio. Ugh, it's such a bummer. 
I, I will tell you that it took me a little bit longer to get prepared for the show than it usually does. We're recording a day later. And there's a very good reason for that, Jen. It's because I've had... Thanks to Mike for turning me on to Air Miami and their song World Cup Fever. Uh, <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. That was ridiculous. All right. OP Radio. We listened to episode 18. It's called Right Where We Left Off. Yeah. I hate that so much. I hate it so much. <laughs> it starts off with the Westwood One guy telling us that OP is going to tell us some information from whatever beach home he has, you know, whatever fucking place on Long Island. That's very relatable to the people. Very relatable. This multimillionaire who makes fart jokes is now going to tell you about how, you know, getting fired from SiriusXM was a bummer. So this is how the show starts off. Here's Opie with a couple of thoughts. Oh, shit. You know what, Jen? I put together a fucking Opie stinger. I can't get into this yet. Well, let's hear it. I promise I would have an Opie stinger that introduces our Opie radio segment. So this is the debut of our beautiful, I know, I know, the, the anticipation I'm is pretty nuts. pretty about it. All right, here's the new Opie singer. Opie Radio. The Opie Radio Podcast. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> Opie Radio, introducing Opie on the Beach. Here's Opie with a couple of thoughts on a remote beach on Long Island. What's going on, everybody? I don't know if you were listening to this in stereo. For some reason, he's got some weird stereo mic set up. So his voice keeps going left to right and right to left. It's all very bizarre. And you heard how wild the ocean was Mm -hmm. with it splashing up on the shore. When we did a segment with Kevin on Opie, he didn't think that they were actually in the bar. He's like, they must have just put that in and post. And I've seen pictures of them set up at Gebhardt, yeah. so I know that they actually are in a bar. I don't know that he's actually at the ocean. It's like they have fucking two mics on the ocean and one near Opie's face. It doesn't <laughs> sound like this is the mix you would get if you were truly on the ocean. But this is Opie talking about getting let go from Sirius. Not going to lie to you, it was devastating. I was really, really bummed out, really, really depressed. I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. After that happened, I was very, very surprised I was let go by SiriusXM. Extremely surprised. He was extremely surprised. Right after that, he says this. And wow, did that come out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. This was a guy who had the channel named after him. It was called Opie Radio. Right. On SiriusXM. Then they changed the name to Faction. Yeah. Then... They took him off the morning show and put him in the afternoons against his will. He did not want to leave mornings. No. Being a comedy disc jockey, it's all about the morning drive. If you're on in the morning, that's the sweet spot. That's where you get the listeners. That's where you make the money. When they put you off in the afternoons, you're fucking, nobody's listening to that. He was shocked that he was fired from SiriusXM. He didn't see the fucking writing on the wall. He thought he could just videotape his coworker shitting. 
and not get fired. Ugh, they didn't yeah. care about him anymore. Your name has been stripped off the channel. You're not even out in the mornings anymore. A guy named Sam Roberts is a better broadcaster than you in the eyes of SiriusXM. It's fucking pathetic. Mm. It's not good. <laughs> so finally, finally, Opie decides, by the way, fuck you, Sam. You've had multiple <laughs> opportunities to talk about uh, WATP and you keep fucking changing the subject because you don't want to, I don't want to piss anybody off. Real compelling radio, asshole. Keep talking about fucking wrestling. Keep having conversations uh, with wrestlers who haven't been popular in 20 years. That's what the fucking fans want. Let's, let's, what's X-Pac been up to? Can we talk about that? You fucking idiot. All right. <laughs> this is uh, this is finally Opie getting real. We talked about. What could Opie be talking about that we'd be interested in? Well, I know. And I said I would like to hear about this. Right. Because he got fired. And he had this gig that was high profile. And then he gets fired. Like, what did he go through? So he's finally ready to get real. And then this fucking happens. I was in a tough spot, man. I didn't know what to do with myself a year ago. Uh, all I know is radio. And a lot of offers did come in, but nothing that was worth taking. God damn, you should see what just ran by. Nice. Real nice. Uh, anyway. He's such a pig. As the show's official whole, Jen from the Jingles Department, <laughs> what did you think about that? It's, it's, it's disturbing. Listen, this fucking broing out thing that he does, I'm a guy. I'm like, dude, come on. What the fuck are you doing? Real people don't do that. No. They don't. They don't gawk at girls. They go, look at those tasties. Yeah. They don't stop their fucking sincere part of their broadcast while walking across a beach with some fucking ridiculous equipment. But I would expect that kind of behavior out of maybe somebody who's 17. Yeah. He's in his 50s. He's in his mid to late 50s, this man. That just makes it gross. It's just really gross. gross. Yeah. Yeah, he has kids and he's fucking gawking yeah. at some chick he finds attractive. Like, oh, dude, this theater of the mind shit is ridiculous anyway. It's like, just, just talk to me about stuff that I can relate to. I, I don't see that fucking chick on the beach. What are we doing? I'm going to get into the show now. So the reason why it's called Right Where We Left Off, yeah, is because <laughs> it really is with a lot of ease, is because this is the first time, this is episode 18, this is the first time they've gotten all the guys back together. And he keeps talking about, we got Vic Henley, we got Sherrod Small, we got Carl Ruiz, we got the Opster, all four of us, the people who are on that amazing afternoon show that no one listened to on Sirius XM a year later, we're back, baby. This is still Opie on the beach talking about what made the show so great when it was on Sirius XM and how much fun he was having. And I can honestly say there was a whole bunch of years in there. I absolutely wasn't enjoying myself. But why I was so devastated when they let me go was the fact that uh, I was really, really enjoying myself again with the new version of the radio show I put together with Carl Ruiz, Sherrod, Vic Henley... And a few of the other guys. And I knew that radio show was working. Uh, one of the reasons it was working was because we didn't take it seriously. We all just liked hanging out with each other. Liked laughing with each other. Liked hanging out with each other. We would hang outside the building at Sirius XM after those shows and do another hour on the sidewalk. We just really, really enjoyed each other's company. All right, this fucking guy sounds like he's out of breath talking but there's a couple of things in there that i really want to point out so he says 
We, we didn't take it very seriously. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. You obviously didn't take it very seriously. There's no show prep involved whatsoever. You think you can just like have a conversation for three hours and that's going to be compelling and interesting for people. But the thing that pisses me off about that clip is he says, we got along so well, we would go after the show, we'd go downstairs on the sidewalk and do another hour. He says, do another hour. Right. Having a fucking mundane conversation with your friends is not doing an hour. No, it's not. He's like relating it to a stand-up set. Oh, how much time did you do? Oh, I did an hour. What did you do? I had a conversation with my friends. Like, you're, not every fucking thing you say and do is interesting. Especially if you're fucking Greg Hughes. Well, yeah. Are you seeing a fucking pattern here between Maddox and Opie? They're like the same person. Yeah. They think everything they say is compelling and interesting and that they can just go on with no prep and fucking debate marketing. They don't even know what marketing is. Or they can just go into a fucking bar and shoot the shit with their friends about nothing and do a two-hour-long podcast and people will be interested in it. It's it's crazy. I think the owner of that bar is probably having second thoughts about this whole idea. <laughs> well, I don't know. He's getting a lot of promotion out of it. Oh, come down to 72nd Street. We're at Gebhard's. Are you? Because I'm in Rochester, New York. All right? <laughs> I'll be right there. All right, so then uh, he talks about why it took him so long to get the podcast going. Uh, a lot of people said, why did you wait so long to get a podcast going? I just needed time to get my shit together. I just needed time to reset. I needed time to start looking at what's really important in life. And certainly radio is important to me, but I can't have it define me anymore and be the only thing. So this is what I don't understand. He took a year off after he got fired in order to find himself. You know what he could have done in that time? Maybe, I don't know, an hour or two a week? Come up with a new show format. Something that might be interesting and compelling. He comes back after a year of doing nothing and is celebrating the fact that we're doing the exact same thing we were doing a year ago with the exact same people that nobody cared about then. It's like, Opie, you just got fired. Maybe you should have a little come to Jesus moment and say, what I'm doing is not working. I need to do something different. Nope. Not Opie. Mm -hmm. He goes, I needed a year to find myself. Now I found myself and I'm back to doing the exact same thing I've always done. But that's what he was doing. So he found himself doing the same thing. All right. So he says, <laughs> he says that the, <laughs> he says that they don't take themselves very seriously. That's why the show was so great. And uh, the show, after he introduces it, they're, they're live at Gebhard's and this gets off to a terrible start. And here we are, man. This is the first time all four of us are... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Did you see that machine? Welcome home, baby. Who is that? Don't worry about that. I love how you entice me, and then I can't ask questions. Let's just put it this way. Sherrod's showing me uh, a, a nude on the Instagram. Yeah, cause yeah. She's clean like a Barbie doll, cuz. Thank you. That's so disgusting. Well, it's also <laughs> just the most boring thing. He's just starting the show, and Sherrod's like, hey, check out this chick on my phone. You're like, okay. Is this what you guys think a fucking podcast is? Like, looking at things and, and talking about them? Yeah. It's, it's like they're trying to fail. I, I think he's fucking trying to fail. He has to be. He can't think this is compelling content for anyone. So then they start talking about, because, you know, Pete Davidson was on Opie's show for a while. He would, he would be a regular right. guest on there. So they start talking about uh, Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. Right. Okay. So that's the setup to what is a fucking terrible joke. Something you, else. What's no, Pete? My, girl, my, girl, my girl's daughter now wants to go to the wedding. Oh, really? She, she thinks she's got a hookup. I got her. You she, like, no, she's that's like, going to be the only no, wedding with a fucking bouncy already, house. She's <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, oh, it's on. I hope they like Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, it's on. Oh, my God. What? Uh, they young, they young. I don't know what we're yelling about. What was that? Sherrod goes, it's going to be the only wedding with a bouncy house. And they all just lose their shit. Yeah. Like it was the funniest fucking joke anyone's ever heard. I don't even get it. Is well, it because the daughter was going to go, or is it because they're both young, or... I think they alluded to the fact that it's because they were so young. Did you listen to the show? No. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were actually dropping some knowledge on me right oh, no, there. no, it's just what they just said. Right. I, I couldn't listen to it. Oh, my God. I, I don't blame you. That is the type of joke on this show that registers as a 10. And it's sad. It's sad because Opie and Anthony used to be so funny. I know. That fucking show actually had real jokes with legitimate laughter. Oh, I listened to that show every morning. I loved it. Opie is so delusional. Remember that show that I did where he was at the Big Apple Barbecue Fest? Yeah. And he's got one microphone and he's there with Carl Ruiz and they're, they're interviewing these hicks from Mississippi. Yes. And the entire fucking show was just someone yelling something out and then Opie going, what, what was that? What did you say? And then pointing the mic at him so he could repeat the joke again. Nothing was spontaneous. It was all just, oh, wait, say what you just said again, because we, we didn't pick it up right. And it wasn't funny anyway. So this is him talking about what happened during that uh, that barbecue fest where his equipment fucked up. Uh, I, I showed up with a plastic bag with some portable <laughs> podcast equipment that didn't work, by the way. It didn't I, work. I lost 40 killer minutes. Doubt it. I mean, how could anyone believe you? Opie, I've heard that show. It was fucking garbage from beginning to end. You're telling me the only part that was good was the part that didn't get recorded? 40 killer minutes. And I give credit to Carl. Because Carl fucking puts him in his place. He's a little bit more realistic about it. Uh, That's probably then, debatable. 40 So this is new stuff. Uh, uh, Carl? <laughs> yeah, I know he wants to make fun, but were we crushing? And then I, I had to call you the next day and go, because uh, we only got half that shit. And then, well, I, was, and then I put my phone on right. to yes. capture some of it. Yeah. Whatever. You missed it. I mean, I wouldn't say crushing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Carl. I wouldn't say crushing. Yeah, I highly doubt you were crushing. You were talking to people about fucking making coleslaw. How crushing could that possibly fucking be? I don't know, but it's such it's so chaotic to listen. There's so much talking over each other. I can't so they got the four of them together again, and that's all they do is talk over each other. Well, when they're not name dropping, which is the other thing these fucking guys love to do. I want you to tell maybe if you can how uh, John Mayer had you come over to help him teach uh, Alicia Keys how to ride a Segway. <laughs> Drop! Like, okay, we get it. You guys know fucking famous people. Jesus Christ. Non-stop on this show. That's all they talk about. So that was Vic Henley talking. I ragged on Vic a little bit when we first introduced Opie Radio right. on the show. I got a message from someone on our Facebook page that sent me a screen capture from Google that showed that Vic Henley is worth $3 million. Okay. And that was it. So I'm guessing the point was, you think you're so great. Vic Henley is fucking awesome. He's worth $3 million. Okay. I, I think that's how I interpreted it anyway. They were sticking up for Vic Henley. I don't fucking get this guy at all. I've never heard him say anything funny. Listen to this clip where Vic just has to fucking repeat the joke. They're talking about when you go into a restaurant, they'll bring the raw steaks out. Mm -hmm. And you can look at them and determine which one you want or, or what you're going to get. And they talk about this, um, you know, it's all about the, how they marble. Right. Right. This joke comes out and... Vic doesn't even tell the joke, but he fucking loves it. 
bad, but, but you, don't know, you don't know what you're looking at. You're like, yeah, all right, I guess I'll have the I'm up for the marbles. There's no marbling. There's, no, there's, no, there's no marbling in kale. It was so easy. It was so easy. It was right there. That's a fucking t-shirt. It was right there. I couldn't see. That's a goddamn good. That was all the flavor. That's a fucking t-shirt. That's not a t-shirt. <laughs> what the fuck was that? He like lost his shit over it. There's no marbling in kale is a t-shirt? Who would wear that t-shirt? I don't think anybody would know what the fuck they're talking about if somebody wore that t-shirt. I sure as shit don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So this is another clip with Vic Henley. Just, I don't understand what his appeal is at all. He gets so excited because he knows what somebody's talking about. And right. then we talked about the time they almost got molested by some dude who was giving him money and stuff. <laughs> Ooh, I know that man. story. It I happens. do know that story. It happens. I totally dude. know that story. Yeah. Did you hear how fucking crazy he got right there? It I happens. do know that story. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, good. You know that story. It I happens. do know that story. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what he was so excited about. It wasn't even an interesting story. This is funny. So Opie was fired and he had these guys on his show on Sirius XM mm. and they were making some kind of paycheck or they were, they were making money on it. Opie explains that, yeah, I know you guys say that I was the one fired, but we were all fired. And listen to how this backfires on him. We got fired by proxy. Yeah, got a little, well, you guys aren't really yeah. allowed back, right? No, I went back. I did the stern after I've been show. back. I've been back on Bennington. <laughs> oh, man. Opie's like, yeah, they don't want any of us in there, right? He's like, no, just you. <laughs> You're the guy who was fucking filming a coworker taking a shit. You're the person not allowed back. We we all go back there every fucking day. It's not a big deal. Right. That's I thought that was hilarious. Oh, I did the stern after show. I was at Bennington. It's fucking great. Now it's time for rehash time. Okay. We're gonna get back into the shit we've already heard because he already talked about the shaman and all that fucking nonsense. So here we go again. <laughs> I should say we're right on the sidewalk at 72nd Street. Oh this great God. beer culture place called oh, Parts. Yes. But anyway, you know, it got a little weird after we got let go. I was right. wandering and trying to figure shit out and uh, uh, and I do some shaman. meditation and yoga and, shaman. and, shaman. and then my, my wife said, you know, I know the shaman, shaman guy. And I do like his wife. Oh my God! Okay, Vic, like his Vic, wife. Stop talking. Whatever. This is kind of funny because Opie, you hear all the like shaman, like they wanted him to tell the shaman story. Right. So again, I give Carl tons of credit. I don't know how long he's gonna fucking last with these guys. I don't know why he hangs out with them. But listen to what Carl says here. He built. <laughs> he up, thought he did heroin. He, oh, I'll get there. I'm like sorry. He built. I'm, I'm, he I'm built gonna go smoke a cigarette. I heard this. All right. He built this. <laughs> he, he goes. He goes. I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette. I've heard this fucking story. Ugh. You're doing a podcast that's not even compelling enough for the people who are broadcasting with you to listen to it. They would rather just go smoke a cigarette somewhere. I'm with him. This is a question I have for you, Jen. So he's, he's explaining the shaman thing, and I'm not going to get into it again, but he's exp well, I am a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's explaining the shaman thing again, and I, I just think he's a liar because this doesn't make any sense. And he goes, all right, you ready? And I'm like, ready for what? Here we go. He's like, these uh, th these uh, plants that I'm going to blow up your nose has healing properties. I'm in so far. You're still in. <laughs> I'm still in. Right. And I, and we're in deep meditation. I'm like, all right, we're I guess. Does he break down like they muddle the plants? Yes. In front of you? yes. Oh. Did you hear that? Yeah. He goes, the shaman says, I'm going to blow these plants up your nose. Right? Okay. This is part of the healing process. He goes, we were in deep meditation at that point. Can you have a conversation with someone when you're in deep meditation? Well, I don't know. I don't think so. But I, I don't go into the deep meditation, but I'm pretty sure it needs to be like calm and tranquil. Yeah. Not having a conversation where Opie's like, so I'm like, I don't know, man. What is this stuff? And he's like, yeah, you got to try it. That's not meditation. 
Does he ever figure out what it is, or is he still convinced it's heroin? Oh, so this is great. So Opie knows it's not heroin. Of course not. He even mentions in this that there was tobacco in there. And he sees the guy grind up the plants in front of him. So he knows that's not how heroin is made. Does he? But that's the joke. <laughs> He's like, I thought I did heroin. Remember from our show before? Oh, I, remember. I remember. That that was his big joke? Yep. I put together a quick compilation of how many times this joke gets fucking rehashed by him and Vic Henley. They just think this is the funniest fucking thing. This is nonsense. I can't believe that on two different podcasts, they've told this joke 80 times now. He so, thought he did heroin. He told me two days later, I think I did heroin. He's like, I think I just did heroin. Well, then, am I doing heroin? Never done heroin. No, and, I wasn't heroin. But then I'm thinking, is this how, how like, another way to get someone hooked on something? You, you went, I think me. I just, I think some fucker a just luxury, shot heroin in my face. Oh, my God. This is just nonstop with this. We know you didn't do heroin. It's not a funny fucking joke. Right. And there's lots of cultures where you do ingest plants, like ayahuasca, I right. think is what you say, what it's called. Yeah, I think you're right. Ayahuasca. Yeah. And you have, you know, hallucinations and it's supposed to elevate your mind. Right. I'm pretty sure heroin's not on that list. Heroin would not be on that <laughs> list. So it's so fucking ridiculous. And Vic loves that joke more than anyone. He's like, oh, he thought you did heroin. He told me he thought you did heroin. He told everyone that. We've heard this. This already happened. That's not my type of humor. I know. It's not anyone's type of humor. I mean, some people must like him if he's worth $3 million. He's worth $3 million. But it's just not my cup of chalk. I think he opens for good comedians. I think that's how he makes money. This is Opie then explaining. And again, I just don't believe these stories because they don't add up. This is Opie explaining what happened to him after he snorted this stuff when the shaman came over, okay? I'm sick like I have the flu for the next two days, just, you know, off and on dry heaving. And I finally, like, it was like a horrendous hangover. And then two days later, I'm finally sort of back to normal. He starts vomiting immediately after getting this stuff snorted, you know, blown up his nose. Okay. He's vomiting all over the place. And then he explains, it was like a hangover. I was dry heaving for the next two days like I had the flu. Sounds fucking miserable, right? Yeah, it sounds terrible. Is there anything about that you'd be like, oh, okay, well, that probably worked then. And then he says this. It was so fucked up that I did it a second time. You did it twice? (laughs) I did it twice. That's it. He's fucking lying. I mean, he's exaggerating, right? Is that what he's... He must be exaggerating to a point that's ridiculous. Why would you do that twice if you got the flu for three days? Well, he's a well-known exaggerator. He is. Yeah. So I would guess he's probably exaggerating. Oh, I'm, I am calling bullshit on all of that. It doesn't make any sense. And the fact that he has to keep going back to this fucking well of the shaman story. I mean, how many more fucking episodes are we going to be talking about the fucking shaman and how he thought he did heroin? A lot more, I bet. I bet. Oh, anyway. That is, uh, that's our OP radio segment <sighs> for this week. Are we done? The sweet relief. Oh, God, that's rough. That is rough. I know. Let's get let's get right to the most important part of our show, and that is the teaser. All right, this is the part of the show where we play a clip from the podcast we'll be reviewing next week. I think I might be the only podcaster who has to figure out what he's going to do fucking next week before he does this week. It's called show prep. Yeah, it, it is called show prep. <laughs> the, the podcast I listen to, they do none of that. So I'm like impressed with myself all of a sudden. It's not that impressive. Um, I did get a note from Jackie, who uh, said the Stuttering John podcast after the one where he talked about us. He spent the entire time patting himself on the back and name dropping all the people who said how amazing he is. 
And I would love to go into that. I just, we don't have time. No. There's just too much going on. I can't be the fucking Opie Radio, Stuttering John, random. It's just not a fucking time. Unless you rebrand the segment and right. start alternating or something. Th- that's not a bad idea. The, the Opie Stuttering, Stuttering the Opie and the John show. Oh, God. That <laughs> strangely show works. I really wouldn't listen to. All right. So here is a segment from the podcast that we'll be reviewing next week. This has come in from multiple people who have told us that we need to do a review of this podcast. I was resisting it, but now I'm ready. So, <laughs> Benjamin gets all the credit in the world for helping me figure this out. We're actually on my Mac now, and we are attempting to do a show on, really, just simply, on Howard's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame speech and the um, the subsequent bullshit that came about after um, after the speech was played. So I don't know how you guys want to work this. I know I have a, a bunch of, are these lead-up clips or afterwards clips, Johnny? <laughs> this is afterwards. a sh- <laughs> afterwards clips. <laughs> this is a show called Radio Gunk. It is a podcast about the Howard Stern Show. They have tons of episodes they have hours and hours of content. They hate Howard Stern. Oh. And all they do is rip on Howard Stern. So it's it's very similar. I guess that's why we've been getting this suggestion. It's very similar to WATP, but they only focus on one show. I could never do that. So this is an episode we'll be listening to that is uh, Howard Stern will not be edited from May 14th, 2018. It's a long show. I haven't listened to it yet. The people have told me that it's pretty terrible. But it's gotten better. Okay. And it apparently has listeners because, like I said, multiple people have reached out to me and said, you got to review Radio Gunk. Now, anyone could create an email address, so it could be wow. just be the Radio Gunk people. Ooh. I have no idea. I doubt it. I doubt it. So that'll be interesting. Next week, we'll be talking about the Howard Stern Show again, but talking about other people talking about the Howard Stern Show. Wow, Inception. So please join us again next week because it might be the episode where we find out once and for all, who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Parting in the mush pits of morning radio. This dude is fucking corny. You're not charismatic. Your wife had vagina stitches in her. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Who are these podcasts? They do a show about shows. It's hilarious. The show is hilarious. Ugh. All right, we finally did it. Oh boy! Sorry, that was a lot. That was really long. There was a lot, to but do. there was a lot to cover. There was a lot to cover. I'm so hungry. Okay. <laughs>